How did Hudson Taylor prepare himself to trust the Lord in a foreign land? What did he feel was important to learn before sailing halfway around the world? And what can we today glean from what he learned to prepare ourselves to go to the mission field? Well, we'll dive right in right after our Chinese region of the week. Our region for this week is the province of Hubei. Hubei is located in central China and is home to nearly 60 million people. Hubei province, and particularly its capital city, Wuhan, were thrust into the world spotlight at the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak in late 2019 and early 2020. The people of Hubei have been through a lot in recent months and they desperately need the hope of Jesus Christ. The Yangtze River, which is the largest river in Asia, flows through the middle of Hubei province. The large Three Gorges Dam was built in Hubei province on the Yangtze River. The construction of the dam displaced approximately 1.3 million people. The city of Wuhan is the largest city there in Hubei province with a population of over 10 million people. This city is a major transportation hub and center of activity for this area of China. The city has a long history of being a key city for many of the different dynasties and governments of China. And it was the site, actually, of a major battle between the Japanese and Chinese in 1938 and was bombed by the U.S. Air Force during World War II. The people in Hubei province need Jesus Christ. According to a survey in 2009, less than 1% of the people in Hubei province identify themselves as Christian. Would you pray that God would send forth laborers into the harvest fields of Hubei province. Hubei is yet another great place in China with countless opportunities to serve the Lord and preach Him. Friends, there truly are endless opportunities to come to China and preach Christ. There are so many here who haven't even Brother, you are listening in right now and considering what the Lord's next step for your life might be. You are praying about serving Him on the mission field. I wholeheartedly encourage you to consider giving your life to making Christ famous in China. You will find millions upon millions of people all throughout China that have yet to hear the gospel. Would you pray for the people of Hubei? Would you pray for them to hear the good news of Jesus Christ? Would you pray and ask the Lord to send them more men who will give their lives to give them the gospel? Brother, would you surrender your life to being that preacher and boldly preach the gospel of salvation from sin, death, and hell among them? In his late teenage years, Hudson Taylor came to faith in Jesus Christ. His mother and sister had been praying especially for his salvation for some time, and upon picking up a booklet in his father's library that described the finished work of Christ, Hudson, in his own words, fell upon his knees and accepted this Savior and his salvation forevermore. Upon getting saved, he immediately began to grow in his faith and soon began to take a special interest in China. For his parents, this interest was no surprise. You see, from before he was even born, his father had prayed that the Lord would give him a son who would one day go to China as a missionary to tell the Chinese about Jesus. The young Hudson began to spend much time in prayer and in the Word of God. He also took very seriously the call of God upon his life to go to China, and he immediately saw practical steps that he needed to take to push his life in that direction. For instance, he began to exercise regularly and even exchanged his feather bed for a hard mattress, feeling 
feeling that he must begin immediately to accustom his body to the conditions he would face in China. He began to frequent the poorer parts of town to distribute gospel tracts and hold cottage meetings, which in turn pushed him to more Bible study and prayer to learn more about being a fisher of men. He even came across a Chinese copy of the Gospel of Luke and began the arduous task of committing regular time to comparing verses in the Chinese to verses in English, which allowed him to decipher the meaning of the hundreds of characters, which, though he couldn't even pronounce them, he didn't know how to say them, he at least had some inkling as to what they meant. Get this, he even compiled those few hundred characters that he was learning in the Gospel of Luke into a dictionary of sorts that he would carry with him to provide time to study in the downtimes between engagements. He was serious about learning Chinese, even with the limited resources that he had. At the same time, he began to study medicine as he believed it would help him by opening doors for him and his future missions endeavors. Young Hudson was serious about preparing himself for a life of service to Christ in China. He even began to limit himself to the bare minimum in regards to food, lodging, and other luxuries so as to prepare himself for the undoubtedly tough road that lay ahead in China. One biographer says of young Hudson, with all his limitations, Hudson Taylor desired supremely a Christ-like character in life. As test after test that might have been avoided, he chose the pathway of self-emptying and the cross, not from any idea of merit in so doing, but simply because led by the Spirit of God. While still in England, he even once wrote his mother, Think, mother, of twelve millions, a number so great that it is impossible to realize it. Yes, 12 million souls in China every year passing without God and without hope into eternity. Oh, let us look with compassion on this multitude. God has been merciful to us. Let us be like him. And let me just stop here and say that even the fact that a teenager in the mid-1800s was aware of the yearly death toll in a country on the other side of the world is absolutely astounding. Hudson Taylor wasn't simply casually wanting to one day, possibly, in the future maybe, go to China for a while to maybe say something about Jesus. No, he was seriously set on aiming his life to making Jesus famous in China. He ended that letter to his mother with these words, I feel as if I could not live if something is not done for China. He had his mind made up. He had a fire in his bones. He was doing all that he could to prepare himself to take the message of his glorious Savior to the people of China. Where, friends, are the Hudson Taylors of today? Where are the men who are aiming their lives, their studies, and their training towards making Jesus famous in this world? Oh, Lord, that you would give modern China a thousand Hudson Taylors who would but surrender their lives to go and exalt your son Jesus there. A few months later, Hudson wrote in his journal, How important to learn before leaving England to move man through God by prayer alone. Little perhaps did Hudson realize that this ambition of his would be put to the test that very winter. You see, Hudson's boss requested that Hudson remind him whenever he was due for his paycheck. Though it was a very simple request, Hudson resolved in his heart to not do so directly. He wasn't going to mention it. Instead, he purposed to ask that God would bring the fact of a due paycheck to his boss's mind each time it was due in answer to Hudson's prayers. 
He wanted to pray and ask God to remind his boss without him reminding his boss directly. Now, in those days, Hudson actually only received his salary once a quarter, every three months. And at one time, as the day for his payment was getting close, he was in prayer about it, asking the Lord to cause his boss to remember it without any prompting from Hudson. When the time finally arrived, Dr. Hardy, his boss, didn't even mention it. So Hudson continued praying. After a few more days had passed, his boss still hadn't remembered. One Saturday, after paying some of his bills, Hudson noticed that he only had a half crown left, the equivalent of about one U.S. dollar. That Sunday, he had a great day at church and a wonderful time leading services in the slums that evening until around 10 p.m. Things were wrapping up, he was about to head home, and there was a man there in the slums who approached Hudson and asked him to come with him to pray for his dying wife. While talking on the way, it became apparent that the man was so poor that he didn't even have enough money to feed his family, who were starving. Hudson began to think to himself that if he had the money in his pocket broken up into smaller coins, he would be more than willing to give a part of what he had left to this man and his family and save the remainder for his lunch the next day. He wrote later in his journal that he at that moment suddenly felt a stoppage of the flow of joy in his heart and that rather than reprove himself, he actually began to reprove this poor man, out loud even, and told him he should never have let his family get to such a desperate state of affairs. Hudson kept thinking to himself that if he only had change for his half crown in his pocket, he would gladly give a part of the change to the man and keep the remainder for the next day's lunch. But, in his own words, to part with the half crown was far from my thoughts. I little dreamed that the truth of the matter simply was I could trust God plus one and sixpence, but was not prepared to trust him only without any money at all in my pocket. Wow. Hudson Taylor wrote that about himself. Finally, he arrived with the man to his home and was met with his six children at the door. They did seem truly poor, as from the looks of their sunken cheeks, they really were starving. There, laying on a pallet on the floor, was their mother, with an infant only 36 hours old at her side who was moaning rather than crying. Hudson Taylor said it was truly a pitiful sight. Hudson kept wrestling with himself in his mind but couldn't bring himself to part with that last coin sitting right there in his pocket to help feed this poor family. He couldn't bring himself to do it. He wasn't sure what to do. He attempted to encourage them to look to the Heavenly Father to provide. But all the while, something within him cried, You hypocrite! Telling these unconverted people about a kind and loving Father in heaven, and you're not even prepared to trust him without a half crown? Hudson was dying inside from all the inner turmoil. He struggled for words to say. And not knowing how else to encourage them while feeling so hypocritical on the inside, he said, Let us pray. Kneeling down, he began to pray. But even his prayer just felt wrong. Even opening with, Our Father who art in heaven, his conscience immediately body slammed him with, Dare you mock God? Dare you kneel down and call him Father with that half crown in your pocket? He mumbled and fumbled through some sort of prayer that he felt certain the Lord was hearing nothing of. And when he finished, the father of the family asked, You see what a terrible state we are in, sir. If you can help us, for God's sake, do. Hudson wrote in his journal that in that moment the Spirit brought the scripture to his mind, Give to him that asks of thee. He put his hand in his pocket, slowly drew out the half crown, and handed it to the man, 
adding that the Heavenly Father truly could be trusted. And later in his journal, he wrote, And how the joy came back in full flood tide to my heart. I could say anything and felt it then, and the hindrance to blessing was gone. He said that going home that night, his heart was as light as his pocket, as he felt the relief of listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Upon arriving home, he sang a hymn of praise to God, enjoyed his supper, and reminded the Lord in prayer before bed that he would need his help for lunch the next day. He slept restfully that night, and when almost finished with his breakfast the next morning, which, by the way, was the last of all the food he had, a mailman knocked at his door. And he was presented with an envelope with a smudged return address that he couldn't make out and a half-sovereign coin inside. Praise the Lord. He could enjoy lunch that day. But this was not the end of his problems, because this coin could only go so far. What he needed was his paycheck. And of course, he could have asked his boss for it at any time. But as far as Hudson could tell, he had to learn, before going to China, to move man by God through prayer alone. Well, as the story goes, the week went by, and that Saturday his rent was due, and he was still without a paycheck. He began to once again wrestle with himself on the inside and asked himself if he should break with his commitment to God for the sake of making good on his commitment to pay his landlady on time. As his boss was finishing work on Saturday, the day that his rent was due, Hudson was nervously praying that the Lord would remind his boss that his paycheck was much overdue. His boss was getting ready to leave when he suddenly remembered that he needed to pay Hudson. Hudson was overjoyed. The Lord had heard his prayer. But that joy was immediately flipped to revulsion as his boss said that he had just that afternoon sent all of his money to the bank and that he would need to wait a few days for payment. Hudson was crushed. Lord, what is going on? As soon as his boss left for the day, Hudson immediately rushed for a place to pour out his heart to God and cry out for a solution. What, after all, was he to do returning home that evening with no rent to give his landlady? Thankfully, through some time spent in prayer, Hudson collected himself and in his own words, calmness, thankfulness, and joy were restored. As he prepared to leave work late that night, he heard his boss walking in and laughing to himself. His boss told him that one of his patients had just come by his house at a rather late and odd hour to pay his bill. The patient had told Hudson's boss that he couldn't sleep thinking that this bill was yet unpaid, so he decided to go to his house even at that late hour of night and pay him at once. The boss, also at a late hour that night, had decided to come on by and write this transaction down in the ledger and as he was about to leave said to Hudson's surprise and thankfulness by the by Taylor you might as well take these notes I have no change but can give you the balance next week Hudson recorded in his journal again I was left my feelings undiscovered to go back to my little closet and praise the Lord with a joyful heart that after all I might go to China brother I want to ask again, where are the Hudson Taylors of today who will determine in their hearts to take the gospel to the far corners of the world and commit to learn to, through faith and prayer, to God alone, move people? 
Where are those who will give their all to prepare? Where are those who will put the promises of God to the test and trust Him to provide their every need, even in China? Friend, consider your life. Consider the life the Lord has given you. Consider the everlasting life He has gifted you with. You know Him. You have been saved by Him. He has given you His Word. He has promised you so much. He has promised to be with you to the end of the world. Brother, why not, just like young Hudson Taylor, give your youth to preparing to serve Him and preach Him among the millions upon millions of people in gospel-less darkness? In China. Why not, after a season of training and preparation, doing all in your power to make him famous among the Chinese? Again, brothers, there are so many wonderful opportunities to preach Jesus and serve him in China. And what the Chinese need are men who have put the promises of God to the test, who have found through reliance upon God time and time again, that God is faithful to keep his word. Brother, I plead with you to consider China. I beg you to pray and ask the Lord what he would have you do for him in China. If you want to take that next step toward China and learn how to continue on a path toward full-time ministry there, reach out to us with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. You can email us at info at visionmissions.com. That's I-N-F-O at V-I-S-I-O-N-M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S dot C-O-M. Or email me, Austin, personally at austin at reachingchina.org. That's A-U-S-T-I-N at R-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. We love to talk to you about the next steps you can take towards preaching Jesus in China, whether that next step be Bible training, ministry training, or language and culture training. We'd love to guide you on your path to making Jesus famous in China. Friends, Hudson was a man who even at a young age trusted God and depended on him to do great things with his life. Hudson was a man of great xinxing. Xinxing is the Chinese word for faith. Brother, how is your xinxing? Do you trust the Lord to prepare you and provide for your every need, even in a place like China? Do you have the xinxing to trust that the Lord who desires for Chinese people to be saved and is chosen in his wisdom to use the likes of us who trust in him to advance that message around the world, that he can use you to preach himself in China? China needs men of xinxing who will rely upon the Lord to fulfill his promises in and through them as they take the message of Jesus to them. Brother, will you seek to strengthen your xinxing and commit your life to preaching Jesus in China? If not you, then who? Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. 
Be sure to tune in to next week's episode for a story me and my wife heard recounted a couple of times while we were serving at a church in southern China. The story is from 1960s China and comes directly from the personal experience of one of our pastors there. It's equal parts unusual and exciting, and you're not going to want to miss it. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for the A Thousand Lives broadcast so that you won't miss out on other exciting stories and interviews all centered on preaching Christ in China. Please remember to pray for the province of Hubei this week. The people there need preachers with Xinxin who will go and boldly preach Christ and Him crucified. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, until next time, 再见.